Welcome to the Student of the Game podcast, where I sit down with successful entrepreneurs to extract the knowledge you need to increase your income and avoid simple mistakes. You learn from their failures so you don't have to go through the same thing. I hope that you find one thing that can change your life in this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Student of the Game podcast. This is Tim Stone. I'm here with our special guest today, Mr. Joe McCarthy. Joe, how are you doing? Good, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, well, Joe... Uh, I know that you do personal branding and social media, but let's let's hear a little bit of your backstory because I, I'm curious how you even start that. But uh, fill me in just a little bit, and then we're going to go from there right into it. Yeah, 100%. Well, long story short, um, I grew up on a, a farm, small farm in Virginia. Um, I'd sell chickens, eggs, stuff like that. And I when, around like age 14, 15, I used social media. So I used Facebook, I used Instagram to actually sell and market my to product. sell eggs. Yeah, so I started okay. building kind of like um, a personal brand, just kind of like showing behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I guess that's how I got introduced into like the social media world. Um, and I guess like kind of going back to like the connections. So there's this sustainable farmer named Joel Salatin, and he actually mentored Ty Lopez. So obviously Ty Lopez is a okay. huge entrepreneur in the game. So the funny thing is, is, I knew I met uh, Joel Salatin because he was like this big farmer in Virginia. And he mentioned that he, you know, mentored Ty Lopez. And so I looked up like Ty Lopez because I had no idea who he was, you know, at age 14 or 15. And long story short, he got me into like reading books. That's how I got immersed into like business, entrepreneurship. Grant Cardone, I see you have 10 extra on your shelf. So I've yep. read all of his books. Um, and so I guess, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I really got immersed into like, you know, wanting to work for myself, wanting to do my own thing, mm-hmm. kind of not, you know, going that classic nine to five route. And then obviously coupling the social media with doing my own thing. That's kind of where the uh, birth of the social media marketing was born, I guess you could say. Yeah. So that guy, the, the big farmer, was he big on social media? What, what, yeah, what yeah. That? The funny thing is, is he he's like kind of like the pioneer of sustainable farming. So obviously, there's like big factory farms and stuff like that, and it's not as sustainable. So he like created almost this better way of farming where you like you raise them the way animals are supposed to be raised, put them on grass, pasture. Um, it makes for like higher quality meat, higher quality living for the animals. So he started that in like nineties or like early two thousands mm-hmm. and he grew this massive presence going on like interviews. He was on a couple like documentaries. Um, so people really uh, knew about his name, um, but he started going on interviews and he'd talk about like how he has these apprentices. So I think like maybe 2005, 2010, around that time, maybe earlier, he had his first apprentice, he said was Ty Lopez. So Ty, when he was young, before he had the Lamborghinis and cars and stuff, he would, um, he actually went to Joel Salatin in Virginia. He basically shadowed him and learned all like these farming practices, which is super interesting. Hmm. Um, I, I think Ty even has his own farm at this point, but yeah, like he started just shadowing Joel Salatin and that's how I actually learned about uh, Ty because he was connected to to Joel Salatin. Huh. So, so does, is that like a well-known story that Ty was in the farming before his entrepreneurship yeah, career? If you, if you listen to Ty Lopez's like podcast and stuff, he's always talking about his mentors. I think he has like three, like Dr. David Buss and then he has Joel Salatin, which was his first mentor. So he's constantly giving okay. Joel Salatin credit. Cause like Joel is also very wise. Like he's <clears throat> like, he has a lot of good like philosophies 
like he's huge into reading as well. So like if you listen to interviews from him as well, I mean, he's got insane, just like great life advice. So it makes sense. Like, you know, 19 year old Ty Lopez goes to his farm to shadow for like, you know, a year or two. I mean, he learns all kinds of stuff. And I think that's kind of where his journey began too, which is super interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I I'm familiar with Ty Lopez. I don't know that I've really listened to much of his stuff. So interesting started out just like selling eggs on Facebook pretty much. And then, yeah. uh, now, what exactly is it that you do? I, yeah, I, I see you're connected with pretty much anyone I'm connected with on social media. But yeah. What is it exactly you're doing? For sure. So basically what we do, um, so the companies grow this agency. Um, and my main company is uh, Gem Social. So basically what we do is we help people, you know, like yourself, whether you're like a business owner, coach, speaker, entrepreneur. Uh, we basically take your social media and just blow it up. We get it out to more people, you know, get you a higher following, get you more engagement, help you get more reach. Because obviously, like, mm. at the end of the day, like, you could have the best service or product in the world. But if people don't know about it, it's not really going to help you a ton. So what we kind of do where we come in is we'll get you anywhere from 10 to 100,000 followers or even more if you really want it. Um, and we also get you like the reach on your posts. So like our main goal is to get you more eyeballs, build the credibility because these days social media is a very mm -hmm. crucial platform. So having, you know, a solid, good presence, giving off a really good first impression, that's going to help you bring in more clients. It's going to obviously show people that you're an authority in your space. So that's kind of like in a nutshell. What we do is just kind of build up the presence and help you reach more people. Yeah. So you help people also not only just get more followers but in general build a bigger audience yeah uh, because at, at this point i think any, anyone can get the followers but like the audience is the people who are actually engaging watching your content receiving it and then doing business with you like what are some of the things specifically that you would do to grow an audience more, more than just the follower account but like grow an audience that's something i'm really curious about yeah, hundred percent. So I, it comes down to like the targeting. Like you said, you can go out and get tons of followers, but what I've seen a lot of times, especially with like people in this space, is they'll get you followers, but they're not always targeted. They're not really active. So then you see all these pages that have hundred thousand followers, and you go to the engagements like fifty likes, two comments. It's like mm -hmm. why do you have such low engagement if you have such a high following? So with us, the the reason why we started is we want to make sure that you're getting like a solid audience, people that are actually engaging. And they're obviously real because if you get like a real audience and you're also getting really good engagement on your posts, you know, Instagram, if they see that, they're going to want to push your stuff to even more people. They're going to want to get your stuff on the explore page. So we kind of want to build almost this like snowball effect, I guess you could say. Um, and then obviously with, you know, we can dive into like the packages and stuff, but like um we also give you like tips we give you video training so in addition to the actual growth we're also going to give you tons of resources to actually learn how to monetize you know what kind of content to put out how to create your brand um messaging mission statements that kind of stuff yeah okay and we can dive a little deeper in that but i noticed when you were talking with your hands there your watch what, what watch that you have on this is just a g-shock i saw some video of a guy he said that he went on some trip yeah, dude, and he didn't. I've got, I got the exact same one sitting on dude. my desk right now. <laughs> it, looks like, it, it almost looks like one of those. Um, what's the watch, Richard? Mill? is it Richard Mill? What's the one that has the? Um, uh, it looks like the AP Royal Oak is what it is. So yeah, the, like, yeah. the Casio, or they call it the Cassie Oak because it looks. Yeah, like Royal exactly, Oak. dude. Yeah. So I'm yeah, a watch guy. Definitely. It's not crazy expensive, but it, it looks decent and it's kind of cool. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I like. That. I'm, I'm a big watch guy, and I happen to have that same watch sitting on my desk right now. Dude, yeah, it's a good watch. 
Good watch. Good watch. So uh, uh, back to it. Like, like we kind of dive into the the meat of it. Like, what yeah. is something you can do to right now? Something I could do today to start growing more of an audience of people who are actually paying attention to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think it goes back to like your goal. Like, why do you want to post? Um, who do you want to help? Uh, like, what's your goal for your brand? Like, I think just sitting down, like it's super underrated, just sitting down for like an hour or two and just like sit with your thoughts, sit with a journal, just write out like, okay, who do I want to help? Who's my ideal client? Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to post? Um, cause if you, if you're just posting just for the sake of posting, cause everybody's posting content, you know, you're mm -hmm. going to get burnt out. You're going to lose kind of like focus, like of who, who you're actually helping. So I would say step one is just figure out, like get a solid, solid roadmap of like, you know, who do I want to help? What's my like mission? What's my goal? Um, and then I have like, kind of like a, a, an avatar. I always, I usually say this on podcasts, you want to have like an avatar in your head for like who you're helping. So like for me, it's usually, you know, 18 to 23 year old, you know, males in the US or, you know, people who speak English who are like getting into entrepreneurship. So that's kind of like who I always have in mind um, for what I'm posting, because then it's like, okay, like, what do these people need? What do these kids like ask questions about? Like, what's like the common issues or struggles they have? So that way, all your content can can be geared towards, um, you know, solving their problem. Um, so I would say that's like the main thing. And then obviously we can get into like the nitty gritty of like, you know, how to actually grow the following, how to grow the engagement. But I think it's super underrated to just, you know, just sit down and just figure out like who you actually want to help and then why you actually want to do that. Yeah. Th it's funny because I had that exact conversation with one of my friends pretty late last night too, because yeah. you know, I'm, I'm pretty consistent with content and doing more ramping it up, especially with the podcast. And he's like, why? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> well, who who is what are you what are you selling who is it you're helping and because uh, I do a lot of real estate investment that's yeah. a majority of where I make my money and then also work with uh, Croft and Frost a company mm -hmm. where you know we've got a bunch of services mostly in tax where we help people save money on tax and also you know invest in themselves and others yeah but it's like who who what's the target with the audience like what are you trying to help people get into. So I was going through that and he's just asking deeper and deeper questions. Like, I think <laughs> what I want to do is help people uh, under 25 get their mm -hmm. first real estate deals and start, you know, investing in real estate and also increase their income specifically through sales. I think it's the best way. If you're someone like me, the best way to build wealth is to increase your income through yeah. gaining sales skills and then increase your wealth by investing in real estate and you yeah. don't have to have a ton of money to start doing either one of them. Oh yeah. So like sure. that's my thing. So now trying to figure out well, what's the best way to monetize it where it makes sense and it's actually getting the avatar what they yeah. want. Um, but I, 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 what advice would you give me oh, while I got you here on a call? Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give me knowing that now that I kind of did a little bit of that homework and you know, it's always, um, you never know the right answer to everything. Yeah, and so it's going to evolve but, too. You never yeah. really stick. I mean, I, I and you just, have to try things to see what works too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I guess like you could get into like the nitty gritty of like, okay, you should post, you know, two reels a week and then make one third of your posts. Um, like what I would do for you, like content wise, maybe uh, people actually don't um, 
like I think another thing that's underrated is like lifestyle type content. Like a lot of people think you just have to give value, 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 value. I put a poll mm -hmm. up recently on my Inst Instagram story and I asked people like, what do you want to see from me? Like, do you want to see like behind the scenes, lifestyle, motivation, tips? Everybody said lifestyle. I, so yeah. like, I mean, people do want to kind of get to know you as a person, the behind the scenes, you know, like just random stuff. So like, I would say, for stories, make almost 100% of your stuff on stories, just like vlog type stuff, like, you know, film like your day to day life, you know, travel, fitness, your office, just work, stuff like that. And then as far as content on your feed, what I would do is probably do, I'd say two thirds of your content should be reels. Um, and I'd probably put mostly the reels you want to put uh, just value based content, just give value on like your topics, like what do you think people need help with? Um, and then the other one third I'd put like as an actual sale. So like most people also say, don't sell on your, uh, feed, which you don't want to do a ton of, but I would say like, mm -hmm. if it's, if it's one third or less, um, then it's fine. So like, let's say you're coming out with like a new course or like a new program, or you have like a one-on-one -on -one coaching, or like you want to offer a call to somebody, you know, maybe every third post or every fourth post just mention like, Hey, you know, if you need help with X, Y, Z, DM me the word grow. Cause like you obviously want to start bringing in clients um but i would make the other two-thirds content just value-based and i'd probably all put that into reels because reels are really popping off right now yeah so does it do you need to put a ton of work into the reels like do you need to hire an expensive editor and uh, like, <laughs> what, what do you see works best in reels right yeah, now especially since everybody's doing reels what do you see works best right now yeah so obviously having like a high quality camera is going to help if it's super if it looks really good on your screen it's going to help get you more views but at the end of the day most people use that as an excuse like I, I made it a point to like basically only use my iphone to film all my reels i have an editor he, i pay him 20 bucks it's super easy um i think he's actually in wake up wealthy too which is super cool because mm. i try to keep everything connected with people that i'm connected with but as far as the videos you do not need to put a ton of money into it because that's one that's one main crush that people have is oh i can't start because i you know can't hire like a editor i can't hire a photographer i can't buy this camera if you just pull out your phone and just film you know a video less than a minute long and post that up um, you're going to get decent traction. So I don't think you need to overthink it. I think the most important thing is just getting started, building this repetition, because like you're not going to be, you know, perfect right off the bat. Like maybe you post, you know, five, 10 videos just to kind of get, you know, your wording right, just so you can get more confident. And then you eventually you can start hiring out like someone for 20 to 30 bucks to edit the videos, add the captions. Um, and then obviously once you do that, then maybe down the line, you can, you know, buy like a fancy camera and do that. But to get started, like you really do not need a ton of like fancy gear. And I've posted 250 pieces of content without, you know, a fancy camera. I've just used, you know, my iPhone. Mm. It's good. Good advice. And I think I kind of skipped over it. We went straight from the eggs to, uh, drop in value and knowledge, but how did you start doing social media specifically as a service? Yeah. Yeah. So I, so once I started reading all those books, like obviously I got, you know, introduced to Ty. Ty's super big into like reading. I read probably like 60 books about like business entrepreneurship. So I just start, I just created an Instagram page randomly, real Joe McCarthy. And then I just started posting just random videos about, you know, what I'm learning or business entrepreneurship advice. Um, and then I just started to kind of build my personal brand from there. Um, one issue I was having is I was posting a ton of content and I was giving a decent amount of value, but it, I, it, I was struggling to actually like 
grow. I was struggling to reach more people, you know, with my message. Mm -hmm. I was getting frustrated. So like I started looking into like, you know, ads and like campaigns, giveaways, like all these different types of like growth methods. I've tested out a few of them. Um, some work, some don't, but I just started to really immerse myself into like the Instagram growth space. Um, I'd say around like age 15, 16, um, I partnered up with my buddy Dre. So Dre Medici, he's actually in Miami, Florida right now. Um, and he founded the company Grow With Us. So like we partnered up super early on and yeah. today like, we've helped over 7,500 clients. We've, you know, blown up people's pages. He's obviously at half a million. I'm at, you know, 300K or so. Um, but we started to just do it for ourselves. So we started building up our own pages, building our mm. own brands, getting our and, own. And how old are you now? So right now I'm, I'm 21 or oh, about awesome. to turn 21, but super about still, to turn 21. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I'm 22. Yeah. So we're, we're right there. Yeah. Close still to each super other. young. Yeah. Still getting, just, just getting started, but I got started into business super early. So like I, so going back to like, you know, partnering up. So like where it all began is I just started selling people on the phones. Cause I, I grew my personal brand. Dre grew his personal brand. People started asking us like, you know, Hey, how can I grow my brand? Like I, you know, have a podcast, I have a, you know, coaching course that I want to get out to more people. How can I build my following? So we just started doing it for them. And then it just quickly turned into the service. So I was still in high school at the time and I was, mm. you know, like on calls, closing deals and the bathroom texting, closing deals. So like, I was really trying to let, just like build this, you know, company up with him just to, you know, make the most of it. Um, but that's basically like where it got started. Yeah. So what uh, what is the key to selling through Instagram? Do you do it pretty much strictly through Instagram, mm -hmm. all your business? So yeah, what's right. what's the key to making a connection and actually translating it to business? Yeah, that's a great um, question. So it's so it's two things. It's the scripting that you're using, but it's also the branding on your page. So I get a ton of we. I'm sure you do too. We get tons of messages in our inbox. Mm -hmm. A request box on Instagram. Sometimes they're good messages, sometimes they're horrible. So I would say like to start off as far as like the scripting goes, I mean, you want to make it super short because these days our attention span is like a, a goldfish. It's like two seconds. So you really need to catch their attention like ASAP and having like a long script about like who you are, what you do. Like you're yes, just I ain't reading all that. <laughs> yeah, like delete, right? So like you want to make sure that it's like super quick, straight to the point. Um, I always ask a question at the end. So a lot of times, you know, you, you may text a script and it'll say something like, you know, blah, 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 like message me back if you're interested. And that doesn't really like entice a response. If you yeah. say something and you're actually genuinely interested and it's a question, something like, you know, hey, how long have you been in entrepreneurship? Or, you know, hey, I just came across your page, love the value you're giving. How long have you been in the, you know, coaching space? And then that actually entices a response. You're actually genuinely interested. Um, and then after that is when you can kind of get into like a conversation. And I'm always booking calls within three messages. So they respond to that. I'll ask them like about their branding. Like, you know, uh, do you bring in business through your page? Like, how's that going? No, I don't bring in a ton. You know, got you. We'll actually do I'll just send like a quick message of what I do. But it doesn't come until after I've made a connection, mm -hmm. gotten a response. Um, and then after that, I book a call. So that's the number. That's the first thing is making sure your scripts are on point. And I've tested like so many different, you know, scripts that that work super well, that are horrible. Um, I've sent 10,000 plus messages so far. So I've pretty much like pinpointed like what works, what works well and what doesn't. Um, yeah. But the second thing is the branding. 
like you'd be surprised like there's people that send really good scripted messages but i go to their page and they have either a private account or their profile picture sucks they have 100 followers mm -hmm. no content and it's like the, if, if, they're, if they're selling like video uh, editing or if they're selling like courses it's like I, I need to make sure that i can trust you so if i go to your page you need to give off a good first impression it's basically like your new resume it's like a new business card so mm -hmm. i always tell people like before you send out tons of messages before you start dming 50 people per day which is going to take a lot of effort make sure you put a lot of effort into your branding first into your good into your first impression first because what i've seen personally is when i dm people at you know 500 followers very little content you know no credibility i was barely getting responses i could send 50 dms a day which is kind of like instagram's max right now and I might get like two or three responses, right? Versus now at 300,000 followers, good branding, you can go to my page within two seconds, you know exactly what I do, how I can help you. I'm getting 20 responses, 30 responses, like it's, it's more than 50%, which is wild at this point. Cause like, you know, before I'd be lucky to get five responses, which is, you know, less than like 10%. Um, so that's the, that's the second thing is making sure that your branding is on point, making sure you have good content, Make sure people know exactly what you do if they were to go to your page. And then once you have that set, then you can go DM people and you'll see 90 day responses. Yeah, that was all very valuable stuff. I get so many DMs and the ones that get a response are the ones where I feel like a real person typed it and they yeah. had an actual question. And then, and then we can talk and then whatever, you know, where the conversation goes from there. And I do Instagram outreach as well. I have a, a, mm -hmm. a team that manages it for me. Yep, but it, it's the same thing immediately they're they're like who is this but like um uh, I, I think it's grant cardona said this like when you cold call someone like it's imagine someone's just standing on your porch you're like i don't care who you are what you do i just want to know why you're on my porch yeah <laughs> and and uh, that's kind of the same thing so you message someone they're probably going to click on your profile before they yeah, read the whole 100%. message so then they so if you're trying to sell social media services and you have yeah, zero <laughs> you have one one or two yeah yeah social media growth services and you have, sure you have like 48 ball. followers and you know it, people look at your page you came and tell what you do or they're like hey yeah. you know let me help you make more money or uh, a lot of fitness ones and like sometimes mm -hmm. they're not even in great shape it's like no results no testimonials that's another exactly thing you, if you have good results and you have good testimonials, make sure you do document. Like if you go to my page, you'll see like my first highlight is branding. I've got hundreds and hundreds of before and afters, testimonials. So that's another thing I'd say for people is if you have like a service or product and, you know, maybe you don't have a ton of clients yet, just do something for free. Like let's say you do like a free service in exchange for a testimonial, like especially to get started. Like let's say you're starting from scratch. Um, the biggest thing I was taught is like, do something for free for them just provide as much value as you can and get get a testimonial from them if you can gather like 15 good quality testimonials or results um you can document that put it on your page on instagram so then when you go message people it's like they ask like oh who have you worked with oh what results have you gotten people you can send them 15 videos of people all saying the same thing oh this guy is badass he's you know help me go from here to here. Um, and I think that's like another key is making sure you actually have results to kind of back that up right on your page so they can see that. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I think the next important piece that I want to know is like, it's all sales. Most businesses just sales. Mm -hmm. Like what, what are you doing to improve your skills and make sure that 
uh, you have something that can help them. They're at least interested by the time they book a call. Like, how do you make sure that the decision's made? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key to success. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, like, what 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 are some of your favorite things to just increase your sales skills? Yeah, I mean, yeah, going back to results, testimonials, like. Um, my partner, Dre, he created like a, a VSL that will actually go over like, so, you know, I just saw you booked a call, like here's scroll below. You're going to see like some results. Like here's, you know, Mandy who went from like 5k to 150k, you know, here's like a video of her. So like, we're trying to really hone in on results, you know, uh, testimonials before and afters. Um, cause if people can trust you and that they can see that you've worked with other people, they're going to be way more likely to buy. So mm-hmm. we try to send that before the call. Cause then that almost get, gets rid of the objection of like, you know, will this work for me? Cause a lot of people, they're like, they're very weary to, to buy a product if they don't know if it's going to bring them a return. So if like, if we can show that before the call even happens, they're already excited to hop on the call to learn, you know, how to scale, um, to like 10 K or 50 K or hundred K or whatever it is. Um, but we've been really honing in on like before and afters because we have tons of results. So we might as well, you know, utilize them. Yeah. You know, those people who are interested enough to hop on a call with us. Yeah. You just got to do everything you can to control the variables. If that's yeah. something that they're going to ask about, go ahead and show it to them first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there, there's tons of other things too. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've, you know, learned all about sales, but like trying to handle objections before they even pop up is like a big thing. So like, you know, before you even get into like the process or the prices, just, you know, ask them like, is there anybody else who needs to be on this call? You know, who'd have to make a decision because the, the number one objection I get right now is probably I have to go talk to my wife or my team or whatever it is, my hamster. It's like, they always have to talk to somebody. So it's like, I always try to get that out of the way. Like, are you the decision maker? If they say yes, down the line when they're like, oh, I think I'm just going to go talk to my girlfriend about this first. You're going to be like, well, in the beginning you said, you know, you were the main decision maker. So what is it exactly that you want to like go talk to them about? So handling objections before they pop up is also a, a cool thing that I learned early on. Yeah. And do you do sales training or where'd you learn it? Uh, I don't personally, I, I mean, we have a team, so like we have six, uh, closers right now. So like I try to help them here and there cause I'm mm-hmm. one of the top guys at the company. But, um, as far as like learning myself, obviously I've invested thousands, uh, thousands into like coaching mentorships. I've, you know, obviously followed Grant Cardone, Jordan Bell for like all these guys. I've read a ton of books about it. So I've just learned myself. I've just, you know, kind of mm. dove into it early on and, repetition practice experience like like i said i was doing this in high school so like i've had plenty and plenty of sales calls you know that went horribly wrong and i learned from those and obviously implemented and did things better so yeah just repetition i think is what made me decent at sales at this point Mm -hmm. and how could how could i do something like what you do like is is that something someone could get into or you recommend someone gets into or what like what do you social media growth? Ju- yeah, just social media growth. Just like uh, as a client s- or as selling it. Say as like a say I'm a high schooler and yeah. I hear this, I'm like, oh, I could do that. That that makes sense to me. I've had social media my whole life. Yeah. Um, like what what would what would someone have to do? Yeah, it's a good question. So I wouldn't really recommend trying to like reinvent the wheel and start your own social media growth company. Like we've had people, you know, leave our company here and there, just like there's like two people back in the day they left because they wanted to like start their own thing, make more money. They were super greedy. They left. And within a couple months, it just completely crashed and burned. They did not do well at all. They begged to come mm-hmm. back. And we were like, no, like you kind of like betrayed us. So at, there's people that will try to start it. And in these days it's really hard to figure out like, 
Instagram back in like 2017, 18, like when I got started at it, it was way easier, way simpler. Now it's like, there's so many different, you know, algorithmic changes. There's so many different things that are shifting. Um, so I wouldn't recommend just starting like to reinvent the wheel. If you're like in high school, I would say get into sales, you know, start closing for people that have established companies, you know, cause like, let's say, you know, like with us, for instance, you can become like a closer with us. You can hop on calls get paid commission. You just send the client directly to us and then we handle the rest. We handle the back end, we handle the growth, the results. So you don't have to deal with like the nitty gritty, like, you know, customer service type stuff. Like we pretty much handle everything. All you do is hop on a call and close. And then obviously we'll give you like free trainings and calls and stuff to actually learn how to sell the service and handle objections. So I would not recommend just like completely starting from scratch. I, I don't know if you know Iman Godzi, but he just put out a couple really good videos about how I think being an entrepreneur is a little bit overrated. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. looked at, seen as like sexy, like run your own business, be your own boss, like do your own thing. Um, and to a certain extent it is, but there's also an entrepreneur, which is like you're working with somebody to build up an empire and you don't have to take on a ton of risk. You don't have to take on all those stresses of like, exactly. if this thing collapses, it's all my fault. So like, I'm almost like an entrepreneur type guy. Cause like Dre, he's like the, I'd say he's like the, the main guy. Cause he originally founded the company. Right. So like, I'm kind of like his right hand man. Um, but if the company completely collapses or if there's like a huge chargeback or like a refund, you know, he's usually the one that has to take the hit. Cause at the end of the day, you know, he's the main guy versus mm -hmm. if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you can work with the company, have the same goal, but you don't have to take on all that risk. So as a starting out like high schooler, I would say get into like the entrepreneur role, like start just selling for a company, become an asset. And they're going to obviously increase your worth, increase your pay, you know, incrementally. Um, and you don't have to take on a ton of risk, which I think is, you know, pretty smart, especially early on if you're like 16, 17. The entrepreneur role is super underrated, especially sure. if, if you just get into sales, you're going to learn everything, at least yeah. the most important parts about business, generating revenue, making connections, customer service, all of those pieces. But at the end of the day, payroll is not on you. You know, bookkeeping's not on you. Yeah. Operations and fulfillment, most of that stuff's not on you. You can learn about it. You can be observant and learn about the management and the operations and how those things go. But your job is to produce income. And that's honestly mm -hmm. one of the most profitable roles in most companies because the, the closers get paid well because they bring in money. Yeah. So I always tell people that, like, if you want to learn about entrepreneurship, like, do some sort of sales for someone, some entrepreneur, work for them make them um, money <laughs> yeah that's I, that's how most people that's how a lot of big um entrepreneurs have gotten started is just sales whether it's like a car company you know these days i'd say digital marketing is a huge thing so if you know somebody that does digital marketing branding content growth like us like that's probably like the easiest thing because you can just literally sit on your phone at home close deals on on calls it's super fun it's super it's not easy i mean it's, it's simple right like it's simple like the you hop on a call close deal get paid but it's obviously hard as in you're going to get objections you're going to get you know pain in the ass clients here and there it doesn't happen too often but overall like i mean you're getting paid more than most doctors if you're good at it and you just sit at home and close deals on the phone which is super cool yeah are you getting into investments at all 
or what are you doing for your personal wealth? Yeah. So that's, that's one thing I need to be better at is like actually like, in, so right now what I've been doing is just building myself. So I've invested mm -hmm. thousands into my coaching, thousands into health, thousands into branding, thousands into my, you know, page. So right now I'm just building myself up. Um, and then obviously I'll take the next day, let's say the next three to five months. And I want to take that and put it into like real estate. So that's probably where I'd probably ask you, like, what do you recommend? Cause I, I have money in like crypto stocks, but not a ton. Yeah. So I think real estate is probably where it's at. That's where most, you know, millionaires are made. So what I'm planning on doing is once I've kind of invested enough into myself or at least enough where I think, you know, okay, I'll go take this hundred, 200 grand and put it into real estate. I think that would probably be like my next step, if that makes sense. Yeah, th that makes sense because you want to increase your income and work on your skills and yeah. your network and the opportunities you're in to increase your income. So say you take that hundred K and completely lose all of it. You're not screwed. It's not your life savings. You're just going to go yeah. make another hundred grand. And exactly. that that will also make you a better investor because yeah. you're less emotional about it. You're making the decision because you think you're going to get the best return. It's not emotional. It's not the last dollar you're ever going to yeah. have, especially being as young as us. Like that. All right. You, you, I mean, well, so, so, so that we hadn't touched on is you just had recently had a, your first child, right? Mm -hmm. Congratulations. So I was going to say like, um, I don't have any kids yet. I'm married as well. Um, but being this young, you can take a lot of risk. You're in a little bit of a different situation. How, like what is, what, what's your thought on being risky, yeah. really young, having a family? No, hundred percent. That's a good question. I'd say like, well, if you're like age 15, 16, up to like, you know, 25. Yeah. I mean, everyone says it's super cliche. Like it's the, you know, best time to take risks. So especially if you're not married, if you're living at your parents' house, like that's when you really want to start taking action, make, you know, mistakes. As, as far as business, you don't want to just go and, you know, party and get drunk. But like, yeah, make mistakes, go invest into like courses, coaching, you know, reinvent yourself. Um, obviously, like if you have, if you're married, I think that kind of puts a little bit more responsibility mm -hmm. on you. And like if you have a kid, it's like that much more. So like yeah. me, I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm 20, right? So I'm still super duper young. So I don't think like, you know, if I was to like blow 20K, it's not like the end of the world versus if I was like, you know, 40 or 50 and it was like my last 20K and I blew it, that would be a completely different story. But yeah, I'm still just getting started. And I've obviously made sure to, you know, set myself up financially to where like I don't have to worry about, you know, money, finances, stuff like that. Um, and I think if you're like looking to get married or have kids, like you definitely want to make sure that you have all that stuff in place first because like you know i don't recommend just like willy-nilly going into it because so many people um you know argue about finances like that's like the number one thing that people argue about in relationships so if you can get your finances right i'd say that's number one and you're gonna only be able to do that by taking risks learning you know having experiences so if you can do that before you know age 20 25 maybe even 30 just before you get married and have kids. I think that's probably the smartest thing to do. Mm. And what has changed after becoming a father? I mean, just you guys becoming parents. Yeah. Good question. I mean, for me, I'm surprisingly a lot more like motivated. Like I, I like that protective instinct. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I've, I want to provide because it's like a little bit more pressure on me, but also just because like I want her to have a good life. I want my wife to have a good life. So it just puts a little bit more like fire in your belly to like go out and do more, honestly. Um, and then I think on top of that, just having like this funny, like protective, like instinct, like I, like I, I want to just like 
destroy anybody who would like come across or like who would you know come in between us or something like that um so i think those are probably the main two things i've seen has shifted but yeah i mean it's definitely giving me a lot more motivation a lot more like time to think about like you know like what do i actually want for her like in the future like it gives me kind of like a why like a reason to go out Mm -hmm. and you know make more money make a bigger impact help more people because at the end of the day that's going to help her have you know an amazing life which is you know the end goal Mm. yeah it's it's funny because a lot of people will say they're wise their kids and like even personally one of my end goals is I want to leave generational wealth to a family that's well equipped to make good use of it. Yeah. But I don't have any kids. And, and then now you do. So, so it's, it's yeah. different. That's just one thing that, um, haven't, haven't had that conversation much, especially with, I definitely family. recommend it. It's definitely, she's definitely a blessing. She's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Has, has, um, it changed much in your business. I know your whole life probably looks a lot different, but surprisingly, like not a ton. Like I work from home, so like I'll have to mm-hmm. like take calls in the car if she's like crying or something. So like yeah. you know, just little day to day things like that. But overall, like not really. I mean, like I, I try to make it a point to like spend a decent amount of time in the business, but then also spend a decent amount of time with you know my family, with my wife. So like we go on date nights like almost every single week. Um, and I try to, I have like a very rigid schedule. So like, I'll, you know, mark out like, okay, this is the time where I go from, you know, business podcast calls work and then, you know, 6 PM, 6 30 PM. And after that is just, you know, time with the family. So I think if you have like a, a rigid schedule, like I do, and I always create it like the night before. So I know exactly what I'm doing that day, then I just stick to that. And like having a kid, it's, you know, you're gonna have to like come here and there and help, you know, the wife with you know, whatever it is with the baby, but overall, like I'm doing exactly what I'm doing. I just have a little bit more fire in my belly to get things done. I guess. And you schedule it all out, like on your calendar, 100%. you got date I'm night ready. on your calendar, all those things. I'm yeah. Like I got like a, I have a weekly calendar. I have a monthly calendar and then I have like a, a quarterly calendar. So I have like three months and it's all like on my wall. And I also mm-hmm. have like a daily calendar in my notes section on my phone. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just super like anal about you know, sticking to the schedule, like from like when I wake up, to like when I go to bed, I mean, if I know exactly what I'm doing, then there's really not a ton of time to just bullshit. And like, because if you if you wake up, and you don't know what's in store for this day, it's like, you know, you're probably gonna waste time scrolling and doing XYZ. But if you have like, okay, from 830 to 930, I'm doing this 10 to 11, I'm doing this podcast calls, you know, coaching, whatever it is, you know, if you have that marked out every single day, you're much more likely to stick to it and to not waste as much time. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you can miss out on things like that because you're prioritizing your schedule. But I, I heard it recently said that uh, if you prioritize your schedule, you should schedule your priorities. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Like, what time am I going to wake up if, if I want to go to the gym every day? But sometimes yeah, exactly. my, you know, my busy day gets in front of that. Well, you should schedule, schedule the gym the date night the you know the the time where you're not gonna be working where you're yeah. with your kids and, and your wife speaking of scheduling if you want to go back to like the branding content people make the excuse i don't have time to create content right scheduling your content is one of the biggest keys that i found because if you can mark out on like a saturday or a sunday where you're not like you know super busy just say like okay saturday 2 p.m to 3 30 p.m i'm gonna be filming seven to ten reels um you know one minute long you're gonna have almost like depending on how much you post like you can make a full month's worth of content or a full week's worth of content 
within a couple hours on a Saturday. And people think like it's super stressful. It's going to take a ton of time. I have too much going on. Like at the end of the day, it's really about priorities. Like everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. It's really about like, what are you putting on your priority list? Like what, what's your schedule looking like? And if you can schedule and put it on your list, you know, that I'm going to do, you know, 10 videos, 10 reels this Sunday at 3 p.m. to like 5 p.m., whatever it is, you're going to make it happen because it's it's there on your schedule, um, or at least you're a lot more likely to make it happen. Um, and that's what I always tell people is like batch batch your content, which basically just means create it all in one day and then just post it throughout the next three to four weeks. So I think that's another key is, you know, scheduling. Do you do anything special to brainstorm ideas? Because that's a hard part for me. Uh, yeah. I most of my content i will think of something and i pull out my phone right away and record it or it's something like this where we're having a conversation and, and it's clips taken out of longer form but the sit down in front of the camera and and mm -hmm. batch a bunch of content how do you come up yeah. with those ideas no that's a great question so as far as my content process goes so yeah like you said if if i hear something that kind of just sticks i'll put it in my notes it's like i have like random quotes in my notes and then i'll have like I'll, I'll write out my reels, like reel one, reel two, reel three. So like I'll write out my reels in my notes section on my phone beforehand. So like I'm not just like willy nilly going into Saturday and saying like, okay, let's think of ideas, think of five reels. And then just you're probably going to have horrible quality content if you do that. So I always try to gather up stuff throughout the weeks, whether it's like I'm listening to a podcast, whether I'm listening to, you know, an interview or if we're doing something like this. Um, I might film my, you know, film myself like uh, outside the Zoom, or maybe I'll just, you know, clip some of this type of stuff and I'll put that into a post. Um, but what I'll do is I'll be actively listening. So like I, I almost like will listen to like let's say a two-hour podcast with the intention of let's get at least two to three nuggets out of here that I can create content with. Because if you're actively listening, you're like, okay, like let's, you know, just see like what kind of value we can get out of here. Um, you're almost 100% of the time going to get something, whether it's like a quick quote that you can post up, whether it's like an idea that you have or something that's sparked in your mind that you want to create like a quick 30 second video about. That's usually what I do. And I'll, I'll usually throughout the week gather at least seven like rough scripts of like my reels. Like I might put in like a topic like, you know, um, you know, motivation versus discipline real um and then on saturday i'll see that and i'll say oh okay i remember this was in like that david goggins podcast like let me just write out a quick a quick script so i'll write the script i don't read the script um as i'm filming because it gets kind of confusing so i'll read it once just so i get the gist of like what format or what you know layout i'm going to do for that for that video but then i'll put my phone down film it once or twice um and then that's basically how i do it so i just actively listen throughout the week for things and then as soon as i hear something i'll just put it in my notes section and then on saturday or sunday i'll just look at it and then write the draft or write the script and then i'll just film it okay so you you gather all the notes and then do it all in one day i kind of yeah. do it backwards it's like when i think of something i'm filming content daily which oh, really? yeah which which i don't know if that's the way to do it maybe maybe you should do something every day mm -hmm. but probably uh, a lot of these ideas I'll say, oh, I did a video today. You know, I'm not going to do a video twice in the same outfit or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever stupid thing I come up with. And then that idea just gets lost because I didn't film it right away. Yeah. So, so that's a good tip. If you, get a, if you get an idea, like definitely put it in your notes. Like it, it, it might, it, people are different, right? So what works for me might not work for you. But I mean, if it works for you where like you film it, like let's say you get a great idea and you just want to pull out your phone and film it. Like Sean Whalen does that all the time. Like he'll just... Mm -hmm 
have an idea in his car and he'll pull out his phone and just have like a 20 second, 30 second rant and he'll post it and it goes viral. Um, so maybe that works, but maybe you're not in the location where you can just pull out your phone and start yelling at the camera. Right. So that's why I always put it in my notes. Cause even if I just yeah. get like an idea, if I just put like a quick, like, uh, like almost like a summary of what I want that video to be, like, I, like I mentioned, like, you know, motivation versus discipline, David Goggins interview, then on Saturday, I'm going to remember exactly what like thing I wanted to say. And I'll just write something out for, for that topic. Um, and that's what I've seen worse for me, but like I said, it might not work for you, but for me personally, like that's made it so much less stressful where I can just, you know, get ideas throughout the week, listen to some podcasts, um, and then just film it all in one day. And I might change my shirt once or twice, but most people don't really notice if you have, I think most of my videos probably have me in a black shirt. If you go check it out. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wearing this exact quarter zip in 90% of my instagram yeah. feed <laughs> yeah and i think alex ramosi i mean i'm sure you know him but he does yeah. he does i don't know how much content he does but he's mm-hmm. filming probably like 30 to 50 pieces of content like every other day and mm-hmm. i mean he'll sit down he'll wear the same i think he said he yeah. changes two to three times during the set wear, wear a white tank top he'll put a yeah. flannel on <laughs> yeah dude he, he, yeah, he goes crazy with the content it's wild and look at where it's at now and now he's about to about to tell us all the story. <laughs> yeah, his, his book, right. the hundred billion dollar leads book, should be coming. Yeah, out. Yeah, that's actually that's coming out. I think August nineteenth, which is my birthday. So I oh I'm awesome. Yeah, yeah, good birthday. And, and I actually, funny story, I went back and decided I need to read hundred million dollar offers again, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find my copy. I think I gave it to someone, so I went mm-hmm. and downloaded it on Kindle on an iPad, and I was reading it. And then in the thing he's talking about on his website, he's got all these free courses, free content, everything. Mm-hmm. So I click on the link in the Kindle book and he's talking about the $100 million leads, fill out this form, you'll be one of the first people to know about it. And then the next day they announced it. So I, I just randomly decided I was going to read the book again and then yeah. signed up for it, which I never do. I never sign up for anybody's email oh, yeah. list. And then the next day he announced that the book was coming out all yeah. over Instagram, everything. I thought that was a funny coincidence, but I'm... Uh, super excited for that book yeah, I, I signed up for it too i'm getting all his emails now which is funny i'm like i always know like once you know you sign up for something you're going to be on their email list get emails like every single day but right like, like, and well, the book is going to be about exactly that about how yeah. we all ended up on his list and he's yeah. going to teach us how to get other people to do that i'm not i'm not mad about it i mean <laughs> i'm not I mad can, about it i can get a ton more leads you know i'm down I'm, yeah I'm absolutely so what's what's kind of next moving forward uh before that question mm-hmm. Instagram threads. What are your thoughts now that we're a couple of weeks into it? Uh, I think it's cool. I mean, it's basically just like a spinoff of Twitter. So it's nothing really crazy new. I mean, mm-hmm. people, I think it was a little overrated. Like when it first came out, it, I've noticed that the engagement is going down a ton already. Down, so like, back, like 95% decrease. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see like where this kind of takes or where, where it kind of goes like in the next like five to seven months. I think it's probably going to be very similar to Twitter, though. I think what is cool is that your Instagram following is like almost like directly connected to Threads. Mm-hmm. So like most of the people on Instagram, you know, filtered to my uh, Threads account. So like with Twitter, like I only have maybe 190 followers or something. Like I, I was terrible at growing Twitter. I'm super Same. new to it. But... I think I have 63 followers on Twitter. Yeah. So Twitter is like horrible for growth for me personally. So like Threads was kind of like almost like a 
spin off of Twitter, but it's like connected with Instagram. So like my audience can just like directly go to it. So like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, able to reach a lot more people using threads versus Twitter. But I mean, if people, if people, if they actually come out with like a, a DM um, option to like DM on threads, I think that would be super interesting, which I think they're doing. But if they, if they come out with like, you know, where you can DM on, on threads, I think that's going to be a whole other lead gen source, um, which I think is going to be super interesting. Yeah. I, I think what's going to change the game and they're probably going to do it is when it's integrated in the same app. Yeah. That's what I was that, wondering. That, that is going to change. It. That's going to make people use it. Cause yeah, like exactly. it was fun. Downloaded it. I downloaded all of my Instagram people were there. So mm-hmm. like in the first day I had 2000 followers and people were responding and all my friends, <laughs> like all the, you know, other entrepreneurs in the space were posting constantly and it was, yeah. it was just so much fun. It was awesome. it was and then that cool. all that's yeah. gone. All of it's gone, a hundred percent of it. Yeah, I'll, 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 like, off yeah, like I'll I'll post some five times and get zero likes. I um, have five likes. Yeah, it's horrible. yeah, like it, it, it's it's nothing like it was at first. But yeah. once it becomes the same app, if they do that, which they will, if they're smart, because now it's mm-hmm. dead, and, <laughs> and it's just you know kind of all in the same thing. I don't have yeah. to leave Instagram to be on Threads because Instagram is everybody's attention. Exactly. I don't know what it is. They're good at it. There's their attention scientists. Yeah. yeah, that's why we're super highly focused on because we do growth with like other platforms, but Instagram is the main platform that we've been growing on like the past five years. So Instagram is definitely like the the number one platform. So yeah, I, I agree. If they if they put threads on the same app, then I think it'll really blow up. And I think that'd be super mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Well, Joe, we we kind of start to wrap it up here, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to leave anything that we may not have touched on the podcast that you think is uh, relevant information, and then. Uh, of course, we'll let everybody know how they can find out more about you, get in touch with you, all those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. any uh, any last words you need to need to get out there? Um, I mean, one of my main messages is just take action. Like so many people have theories of like how they want to grow. They have ideas of like what content they want to post. They have, you know, ideas of like what their target is, like what they want to do. But at the end of the day, like just getting started, I think is the biggest thing. Like if you don't actually put out that first video, which isn't going to be great, you know, no matter what you do, you put time, mm-hmm. tons of time and effort into it. It's probably going to suck and you're going to look back, you know, two years. It's and the look. truth is nobody's going to watch it. And, and if they do, and if they do, they're not going to remember. Exactly, dude. Yeah. So I'd say just repetition, get started, put out that first video, you know, start, take action on like what, if you get a nugget or two out of this podcast, like, you know, take action on it, write it in your notes um, and start actually implementing because the sooner you can actually get started, the sooner you're going to see results um, and the sooner you're going to get better at especially, you know, creating like video content. For me, it was it took me a long time to actually get like confident on camera to want to go on podcasts. But, you know, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't just get started and put that first video out or put, put that first video out on social media. So, yeah, at the end of the day, just, you know, get started take action and yeah, I'll just leave you with that. Yeah. And here's a call to action to you listening. Take something you learned from this podcast, post it on threads and mm-hmm. then take the thread and post it on your Instagram feed and tag me. And yeah. that'll be a good piece of content for you to kind of start and uh, get used to doing what, what Joe just taught us about. Exactly. So I appreciate the time, Joe. Uh, where Where's the best place people get in touch with you? I'm assuming Instagram, but we'll, yeah. we'll... Probably what's, Instagram. what's your Instagram page? At, at Real Joe McCarthy. I think it's at Real Joe McCarthy. For like, you can find me on pretty much every 
platform, but Instagram is where I'm mostly active. So yeah, feel free to go there. If you want to check out the website, it's uh, gwuagency.com. So feel free to check that out. And yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Always answering DMs. Awesome. I appreciate the time. Thank you for listening. If you listen this far, we will see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning into the Student of the Game podcast. If you listened all the way to the end, I would love your feedback. The best way to connect with me is to reach out through Instagram. Leaving a thumbs up or a review on whichever platform you're tuning in from will really help this podcast reach more people. So if you found it valuable at all, all I can ask is that you would do that for me. Thanks. Until next time.